Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, we went and saw another movie recently. Um, sometimes we see movies and we like them. Sometimes we see movies and we do not. This experience we just recently had falls into the latter category because it sucked ass. Sure did. Paige, what sucks ass? Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Yeah, more like Fury of Me. It's rough, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was furious at how bad this movie is. I think Um, my fury was more than the fury of the gods. Yeah? At how shitty this movie was. I gotta say, the gods didn't seem that furious. No. I I feel like fury is a word that's just getting thrown around willy-nilly lately. Um, I don't think people have been that furious in a Fast and the Furious film in quite a while. I don't think the gods in this were that furious. No. Um, I would say there was a decent level of fury in the movie Fury, the movie about the tank. I think that one constituted a title like Fury. Um, I think the gods in this movie were just slightly inconvenienced. Yeah, yeah. They were bitchy. I will say that. Um yeah, the concept of bringing three women together who are drastically different ages and being like, oh, they're so catty. It's like, what? Like, w- women are always arguing amongst each other. You know, like the way the elderly will bicker with teenagers and also middle-aged women. They just don't get along. What? What is going on? Who is casting these villains? Like, I, I feel like they were going for, like, the Eternals type of thing where it's, like, all of these people are adults. But then also there's a, a young child that's also immortal. And it's like, okay, that, that makes for an interesting dynamic. But in this, it's like, what if we did that but made sure it wasn't interesting? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, without getting too much into spoilers, um, I th- went in thinking this movie would be about on par with the first movie. Same. Um, which I don't think the first film is that amazing. Um, I think it's decent. I think the first film is fine. I think the first film is um, like a, a crappily made Ant-Man movie. Okay. I feel like Ant-Man holds up a lot better than Shazam 1 does. If you look too closely at Shazam, it's it's got cracks in the foundation. Yeah. I feel like Shazam was made to be the comic relief. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but I think because they were like, this one's going to be the comic relief, they felt like that justified phoning in, making sure it makes sense. I agree. I think DC... What we want out of DC is the dark and the gritty. And Shazam just veered off that path. And it was, the first one was fun and it was lighthearted and it was watchable. But DC is crumbling. Yeah. Plus, they announced shortly before this movie came out that they're etch-a-sketching the entire DC universe. Yeah. So this movie doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. And it's not even like this is, you know, we're, we're rebooting the DC universe 
so this is the epic conclusion? No. This is a random-ass entry, and this is what we're ending on. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you said a few things in there. Um, the concept that DC has to be the dark and gritty stuff, I don't even think that's true. Because, like, yes, I do really enjoy, like, the darker, grittier uh, um, entries in the Marvel Universe. However, I do still really like a Guardians 1, an Ant-Man, uh, you know, some of the lighter toned things are still really, really good. And so I feel like if you write a good enough comedic, lighthearted movie into the DC cinematic universe, it could maybe work. But Shazam 1, like I said, is just so phoned in. It feels like such lazy writing next to movies that are working so hard. Like, a lot of people feel like um, Batman vs. Superman made poor decisions, but I still feel like it it worked harder to come up with the narrative it wanted to tell, where Shazam feels more like we have a very bare-bones hero gets powers, bad guy gets powers, hero fights bad guy, and then the rest we just fill with funny shit. And it, eh, whatever. I feel like an Ant-Man, they worked a lot harder on making a better story and then filling that better story with jokes. And so, yeah, I, w- I went into uh, Shazam 2 thinking it would be on par with the first movie, which is eh, but watchable. It is so much worse than the first movie. Oh, it's so bad. This movie sucked. This was There really were parts of this shit. movie that I almost could not watch. Yeah, there's some some cringy stuff. Um I some really bad writing. Mhm. I'm not going to fault the actors too much. Yeah. Because I feel like the actors did their best with what they were given. Yeah. And I do like the actors that were in this. There are things about certain actors in this franchise that I really want to see more from them. Like there's something about the kid that plays young Billy Batson. I dig his demeanor. I Mm -hmm. really want to see him in more movies. I don't think he's being given a, a very good script, but I think he's doing a very good job with the script that he's given. Um, I think whoever's writing the script is writing a very different character for Billy Batson and for, Zachary Levi's Shazam. They do not feel like the same person. Zachary Levi feels like he's trying to play a very immature child, mm-hmm. while Billy Batson is trying to play a very mature young teenager in the first movie yeah. and then an older teenager in this I one. feel like that's how all of the kids or how all of the Shazams in this movie are. Like... When all the adults are in their lair or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. they're all acting like 10-year-olds. Yeah. But when they're actually 10 years old, they don't act like that. I feel like the one exception is the girl. The the young one? Yeah. The the youngest sister, the um, a unicorn. Darla obsession. or whatever. What's I think her? so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, and she, the only reason why I think that's the exception 
is because she's relentlessly annoying with no matter which uh, age she's at. Mm-hmm. I never like her talking. Um, also, can we get the stupid undead unicorns that are supposed to be terrifying that yeah. like Skittles? Yeah, there's so much to talk about. So yeah, might as well start there. Um, yeah, that I will say the kickoff to that I think was one of the only things that made me laugh in that movie. She's obsessed with unicorns the whole time. And then all of a sudden, all of these mythical uh, hell dwelling creatures start sprouting up everywhere. And then she mentions something about like, um, maybe there's unicorns here too. I love unicorns. And then the Shazam wizard, the, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Digimon uh, Houso, I think, is his name. I'm probably mispronouncing that. But as soon as she says, I love unicorns, he just responds with, but the unicorn does not love you. And I thought that was the funniest line. A hilarious line It was line probably to the write. funniest line in the movie. Yeah. A hilarious line to write onto paper and a hilarious delivery from him. So, very happy with that. And then they go and find the unicorns and they're all demonic and it was like okay yeah juxtaposition from expectations to execution i can dig that but then there's the skittles come out and that's weird and and this director is so obsessed with slow-mo in this movie it's insane so she throws these skittles and it's like a solid it felt like 15 seconds of just slow motion watching skittles fall and it, it was, like, disgustingly obvious product placement, and... I feel like that happens every time I see Skittles in something. Yeah. Because, like, Skittles in this movie, awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week and last week of Barry... Really? There's a, a reporter guy mm-hmm. that's eating Skittles, yeah. and it's just, like, so awkwardly, like, in your face... Interesting. Okay. And there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where Marshall buys a bag of Skittles and just empties them on the floor during an art exhibit opening during like a moment of silence. Like, why are Skittles awkward? Yeah. And like, I feel like there's product placement that figures out how to be charming. Like, have you have you seen E.T.? Yeah. Okay. The way they use Reese's Pieces in E.T. is, like, borderline adorable. It's cute. It's so cute. I've never seen Skittles be cute. Mm-mm. No. I love Skittles. I'm yeah. not even anti-Skittles. I'm not, like, keep Skittles out of my media because fuck Skittles. No. I, I, if they're not going to be in my media, please let them be in my mouth. I love Skittles. They're great. But, yeah. Um, not, not well written, that, those darn things. Um, one thing that I did love about this movie was the pen. Oh, the self-writing pen? What was his name? Steve or something, something like, that, like yeah. that? I thought he was cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he was funny. That... I could get behind there being a sentient pen. Yeah. In a lair full of magical mystery stuff. I feel like that came across as a joke that was not... Uh, beaten into the ground too heavily and it also wasn't um, 
you know how there are times when they'll write something that's, eh, you know, a, a decent chuckle, mm-hmm. but then they act like they've struck comedic gold, and they're like, everybody's gonna love this, and very quickly you're like, it's not that funny. Chill out. Like, I thought, during the entirety of the first uh, Despicable Me, I thought the minions were funny. Mm-hmm. Five movies later, they weren't that funny. Holy shit. Yeah. Five movies and a ride later? No. Yeah. How, how about you chill? How about you write something new? Come up with a different joke. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like Steve the Pen, um, they they knew exactly how funny he was, and they wrote it that way. So I just liked his letters that they sent to the gods. Yeah, and they didn't check to see exactly what it said. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty funny. Every time they uh, somebody got a letter and had to read through it, pretty good. And and having Helen Mirren, you know, like an elderly person having to deliver all these lines, it, it worked out pretty well. I will say that. I did also like the dragon. I thought it was a bit weird mm-hmm. to have a dragon made out of wood. Yeah. But I thought it looked cool. I, with yeah, like the I blue did, glow underneath. I did think the design and the uh, execution of the effects were pretty well done um let's see i do think that having something that can breathe fire made out of wood seems, seems a bit counterintuitive odd. like i'm not allergic to saliva because that wouldn't make sense having saliva come out of me you know yeah um so yeah uh just going through my notes starting at the very beginning of the movie um, you know the uh, DC like intro? There's like a CGI Superman and, mm-hmm. and he like flies and super yeah. CGI Batman and he throws. Um, I think that's a pretty cool looking intro. Yeah. You know? And the only time you get to see it is during a DC movie. This is one of the last times we're ever going to see it. This movie rushed it. Like it, it was not played at its normal speed. Like I don't think Marvel ever rushes their Marvel Studios logo. But DC rushed and shortened their DC hmm. logo I did not in this notice. one. And it just kind of seemed like, do any of you guys give a shit no, about this? Not. Like, even nope. the creators of the individual movies are like, yeah, making a DC movie. I mean, you know, screw DC. But still, like, so weird. Yeah. Um, also, I uh, don't think I wrote this down, but um, the director of the Shazam movies got his start in directing uh, by, he did some small movie, um, but it, it was a horror film and he, it did so well that he was then allowed to make uh, one of the Annabelle movies. And then he got Shazam. And so to sort of like shout out his own accomplishments, when Shazam is talking to the pediatrician or the the yeah the pediatrician yeah. and he's like i'm a pediatrician look and, it and there's shows the all those creepy dolls. doll yeah it's like a wonder woman doll and normal dolls and then an annabelle doll and it's not even like hard to see oh no it's like right there yeah like you've got this pediatrician that's just like yeah see here's the proof well and that was in all the trailers too yeah it's not like a a it's not something for eagle-eyed viewers to notice. It's something to just confuse the entire audience. Just not well thought out. Um, so yeah, screw that. Um, oh, the museum scene. So stupid. Um, 
when uh, Lucy Liu oh, and Helen Mirren have to steal the the stick thing. Yeah, so they start whispering to people, and that makes everyone attack everyone else. And that I actually started chuckling. Like I, I thought that was unfortunately funny because these people are going ape shit on each other. Like yeah. middle-aged men in New Balance sneakers and khaki shorts with a belt and the shirt tucked in are just going to town on like teenage kids. I was like, this, oh man, if you left this playing for too long, I would keep laughing. This, it's not meant to be funny and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the very end of that whole shindig, then Helen Mirren like turns everyone to dust or something like that. It's like, why didn't you do that to begin with? Like, you're, you're just in this for the drama, but you're only being dramatic to people who will never be able to tell the tale. So I'm sure I could probably find that same sort of complaint in other movies if I was looking hard enough, but I'm not looking that hard at other movies because other movies entertain me and this one didn't. So I'm picking on you anyways. Um, after the museum scene, um, Oh, I did put the Annabelle doll in the notes. Ha <laughs> ha. Look at me. Um, Oh my gosh. This absolutely applies to the first film, but the second film as well. The writers, of these films were clearly never bullied in school because that's not how bullying works. You've got like children who need to be in prison. Like uh, what's the prison for kids? Juvie. Juvie. Thank you. Juvenile detention. Juvenile detention. That one. These, these kids are just little terrorists. Like, like the FBI should be coming after them for hate crimes. Like the, uh, what's his name, kid? Uh, uh, Billy Batson's foster brother is crippled. Freddy. Freddy. Freddy is crippled. Yes. And these he is. kids are like knocking him to the ground and beating the shit out of him and then like breaking his crutches and being like, because we're bullies. And then a teacher walks up and is like, everything okay over here? And they're like, yeah, he fell. And I feel his... like no one writes bullies well. They don't. I feel like it's one thing or the other. Either, like, you're hitting kids with your car, which Freddy gets hit by a car in the first one by bullies. Yeah. Or you have someone, like, accidentally getting bumped in the hallway, and they're like, I'm not treated like normal kids. It's like, that's not bullying, and that's not bullying. You're either getting bumped in a busy hallway, that happens to everyone, or you should be calling the cops. Like, mm-hmm. you should attend school with Mace. And if the t- if the principal has a problem with that, Mace the principal. Like, all, so much of the faculty should be arrested for negligence. Your bullies should be put behind bars because they're clearly psychopaths. Like... Well, the one faculty member that you see in the movie... Dude! <coughs> he, uh... Jumped off a building. He is forced to unalive himself in the most horrific way. And Freddy, like, watches it happen and is just like, no, 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 no. Dang it, my one and only friend. But he does not react like, I just witnessed gross, gooey death. Yeah. Like, like most of what was in that guy is no longer inside. And that sucks. Sucks for him. Yeah. Sucks for me to be a witness. 
just all around, no bueno. No, like he's just like, ugh. I, I was gonna do homework for him this weekend. Like, I, so stupid, so so stupid. Um, one thing I recognize that this is a small complaint, but still, what does and does not ex- like what is and is not carried over from the real world to the DC world? Because like, there's no New York. But we have Metropolis and Gotham instead. And then we don't have like a... Um, but we have Philadelphia. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> if this was the full DC universe, we would have like Star City and Central City or something like that. Like Flash and um, Green Arrow have... what? Flash has Star City. I think Green Arrow has Central City or something like it. Um, but yeah, so there are like these fictitious equivalents to different cities in the DC universe. But then this one's just like... I think this one's just straight up Philly. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's just like, yeah, Philly exists and maybe so does Gotham. Maybe so does Metropolis. Maybe we're in the same universe. Who gives a shit about anything? Not DC. No, they really don't give a crap about any continuity. And for that, they should all be killed. Um, that's aggressive. I know. I, I, if you worked on this movie, I hate you. And if you think this movie was good, I hate you. So, uh, did Anna not want to join in the museum trip? Oh yeah. The, uh, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu's like younger sister. Who's Mm -hmm. like the high schooler. Yeah. 3000 years old, but still flirting it up with boys. This is just as weird as Twilight was a couple of years ago. Like we no none of us should like this. But yeah, why wasn't she at the museum with the, the other two? Was she just like, nope, gotta if I don't infiltrate a high school today, when am I ever gonna infiltrate a high school? Like what's I don't stupid. Uh they chose to wait five Yes, this this studio, they chose to wait about four or five years to make this sequel, and it's set two years after the first film. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys you waited too long. Like this should have been Especially when earlier. you're using child actors. Yeah. They're not kids anymore. As soon as you say, let's make the child character movie, you you need the to The clock plan is out. ticking yeah. on that if you use child actors. Yeah, you need to immediately like, we're going to make the first one and then the second one goes into production. As long as it does somewhat well, second one goes into production almost immediately. I recognize that COVID may have messed with you a little bit but even then there's no way it just naturally took anywhere close to this long if you had any urgency you still would have gotten this movie out way sooner than this so yeah but alas it's dc and they have no urgency yeah uh oh yeah uh they're so freddie is listening in on like police radio scanners and at some point he's like hey we've got a potential like 2319 i know that that's humans in the monster world but who cares um but then they all fly to this uh bridge like the i don't know philadelphia bridge so yeah i don't know uh exactly what the numbers were but it's some sort of a uh emergency going on on a bridge somewhere so they all fly over there and like the bridge is collapsing yeah. Like, what the fuck kind of a car accident must have just occurred for this whole thing to be, like, snapping in twain? 
Do they ever really talk about what it was? No. Like, when they fly there, you see, like, two cars are in, like, a fender bender. But the it's a, a suspension bridge, and the cables just start... Was it something to do with the gods? No. Was that the gods' fury? Mm-mm. They had not shown up yet. Um, They don't show up for another couple days, I'm pretty sure. And so, hmm. yeah, I feel like they just... The writers wrote in, like, and then an emergency on the bridge. Um, oh, did I say emergency? I mean, like, apocalypse is happening on the bridge. And they just had no... They, they never referenced back to what they'd already established earlier in the scene. Yeah. Because once again, they're all idiots. Making a crappy movie and not paying attention to themselves. Um, I'll save that next note till later. Uh, okay. Towards the end of the movie, they all have to get back into the uh, rock of eternity or whatever, their their clubhouse thing. Their lair. Yeah, their lair. And then from there, they go into their house and they have to wake up their parents and mm-hmm. explain the whole situation to them. And their parents are fast asleep and they have to wake them. But it is the middle of the fucking day and there's sunlight coming through the windows Neither of them is wearing a sleep mask. They didn't set this scene even close to the middle of the night. Because as soon as they leave the house, it's it's clearly not the morning. Like, they're interacting with other people who have been out in the middle of the city for hours. Like, this, there's no way this is not, like, two in the afternoon when they're having to wake their Maybe they work deep, night deep shifts. Slumber. Maybe. I don't know. Um... <laughs> So that's stupid. Um, Okay. Okay. Um, Just as the writers don't write bullying well, um, I feel like it could be controversial complaining about this, but yo, um, I get the the desire to be like, let's, let's, uh, you know, some representation. Let's make one of the kids gay. I'm fine with that. But just having him sit on the couch, surrounded by siblings, watching baseball, but just having a magazine of the players just naked and just drooling at that. It was a bit weird. That's not how... No, it's not how anyone, no matter what gender you're attracted to, no one is just sitting in the middle of the living room surrounded by siblings just like... You know what I'm attracted to? One of the two sexes. Mmm. And I want you all to know. Yummy. Like, no. That's that's just being weird. That is being bizarre and weird. And that's why your parents supplied you with a private room. Go upstairs and be weird, kid. Um... Uh, force the only nice teacher teacher to commit suicide in front of the student he actively protects, but not in a serious way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so immediately like, eh, I got other problems to worry about. Sure, Mr. Anderson just splattered across pavement, but, you know, I've got my own problems. Oh, at one point when the monsters are coming out of the, uh, like, vine membrane things, this one cop pulls out his gun and starts shooting at, like, a cyclops or a mythosaur 
or mit yeah mythosaurus from uh mandalorian what's the manticore no Mer- man mythosaur no there's a word for that creature. I don't know what it is. Whatever. But this cop starts shooting. He unloads. It had to have been like 20 bullets. Just no end to that clip. Just another one of those little tiny details. And if it were a better movie than this, I wouldn't have paid attention. But this movie sucks. So every flaw stands out. And there are so, so many. Okay. One thing, and this is for both movies... I find the dynamic of the Foster family legitimately intriguing. I would love to watch a movie of this Foster family if none of them had superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want any more... It'd be like a cheaper by the dozen type yeah. movie. Yeah, but with more like, all of us have to choose to be here. And that's yeah. dope. And like, yeah, you would get like the... um. Yeah, the the um, choosing to be part of this family unit, but then also, like, you know, some elements of, of trying the amazing Apple TV, uh, Apple TV Plus original series. Just going to shout that out real quick. If you have Apple TV Plus and you're not watching Trying, fix your life. It's phenomenal. Everyone's always talking about Ted Lasso. I'm going to go on record and say Trying is just as good as Ted Lasso fun fact give it a try it's incredible you won't regret it back to this crappy movie um yeah so i I would love to see more like a movie just centered more around the family and centered less around being a superhero movie i know that'll never ever happen you're not making a shazam movie and not making shazam the focal point but anyway um gal gadot was by far the best scene Mm -hmm. and even then it it feels like such a crap scene I love her. She's great. Um, I would go lesbian for her. I would. No questions asked. Watch that. Um, okay, yeah. Like, I, as much as I would love to see a movie just about the Foster family, I would much more uh, rather see a movie about what you just described. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I... I heard a thing today apparently gal gadot was not at all on set with the rest of the cast during that which is not shocking at all no and it it feels that way as soon as i heard that i was like yeah that that tracks um feels like a very disconnected scene yeah and uh there's the like dream sequence where uh shazam is on a date with one woman earlier in the movie and it and just you never see her face never shows her face and then once you do see the head it's the shazam wizard's head that whole scene was gal gadot's body double mm-hmm. that's obvious yeah like, that's not even a fun fact that's yeah. just blatantly clear uh when superman shows up in the last shot of the first movie that was not Henry Cavill. That was a body double. Mm-hmm. Because the camera cuts off right at his neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously that wasn't Henry Cavill. You're, no one's going to ask Henry Cavill to come to set and not put his face in the frame. That's not how anything works. Um, so I feel like this franchise... like it, And the fact that I've never seen this same thing happen 
in you know suicide squad or you know any of the other entries it's just shazam and it's happened in both shazam movies where you heavily feature a very prominent character in one of your scenes and you don't show their face letting me know you couldn't get that person for a day to be Mm -hmm. in your movie like the concept that the faces of the dc universe there are projects in the dc universe that they could not care less about that's shazam is that project yeah like zachary levi should have just stuck with marvelous miss Maisel. yeah um in going back to marvel you can still get chris hemsworth to do a cameo in uh what was that the end of thor ragnarok or um or no at the end of Doctor Strange, the mid credit scene, is actually a, a short clip from Ragnarok. And so Chris Hemsworth does technically appear in Doctor Strange 1. Mm-hmm. So at the time that that came out, you have one of your guys that's been in two Avengers movies and has had two of his own standalones, and he still shows up to do a cameo in a Doctor Strange movie. In a movie about wizards and magic. Like, this is definitely going to be another obscure, weird entry. But you're still getting your your top-tier actors to show up for this. That's awesome. Hell yeah. The fact that DC can't even get one person for a day of filming. Like, it's just... This is so not a... um, A collective effort. No, no, no. Like, so tragically stupid. Um, oh, uh, Freddy's... Uh, Freddy keeps trying to think of his own superhero name. Can't think of a great name, so his best idea is Captain Every Power. Am I supposed to be laughing? Was that a joke? Did you think I would find that funny? Like, that is such bottom-tier humor. If you can even call that humor. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh yeah, I'm called Captain Every Power. And then I'm going to use that name 30 more times. It wasn't good the first time. Stop saying it. Holy shit. Um, And then... uh, Oh my gosh. All throughout this movie, people keep poking a chest and saying, Hero. Oh Do you my remember gosh. that? That cringe-tastic bullshit? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I'll take uh, things I'd rather be shot in the face rather than experience for a thousand, Alex. Um, yeah. Hate. Hate that. Hate it so much. Um, okay. And then, um, oh. There's a mid credit scene where Shazam is just in the middle of a forest shooting glass bottles at a uh, abandoned, like, middle-of-the-forest gas station for some reason. And he's visited by some people from the Suicide Squad movie. And they're like, we want you to join the Justice Society. And he's like, the Justice League? And they're like, nope, Society. And he's like, well, that sucks. Which, that right there. Like, you've had your Justice Society in one movie. And the next time you mention them... You're going to have one of your main heroes be like, that sounds like shit. 
I hate that idea. Fuck the Justice Society. Like, what What are you trying to do? Yeah. What is going on here? Like, I, I don't understand where... If you're already lame, self-deprecating humor is just sad. Yeah. You know? Like, you can have a Captain America Civil War where you have members of each team being like, you know who's being a real egotistical asshole? Iron Man. And then Iron Man is like, you guys are being closed-minded and stupid. And as an audience member, I'm like, uh, they're, they're both making some good points. But I love everyone on Team Iron Man, and I love everyone on Team Cap. So, you know, throwing insults back and forth, like, it's it's this is just interesting. But if there was a franchise where there's a group that I'm, like, not that interested in, and then main characters were like, there's nothing interesting about that party. I'd be like, what? <laughs> Why did I waste my time watching a movie that they're in? Like, so, so stupid and dumb. And, it's and so just bad. Stop it. Um, and then my final... My final note, because I, I really don't have more words for this. It just, in all caps, just says, post credit scene. Because we literally just show... Mark Strong, the villain from the first movie, and he's still in a prison cell. Because there was a post credit scene on the first movie. He's in a prison cell, and he's visited by a talking caterpillar. I know a decent amount about the DC Universe. The vast majority of my knowledge is Gotham-centered. Um, so I don't know too much obscure stuff. I know nothing about this talking caterpillar thing. But it's clearly alluding to something else. So this post credit scene continues that story. Mark Strong, he's in his prison cell, cell still. A lot of time has gone by. How much time? A beard growing <laughs> worth of time. Long enough to grow a beard. And then the caterpillar comes back and he's like, I've been in this cell for two years. Thank, thanks for letting me know that. And the caterpillar is like, well, I've I've been working on my plan. You, do you remember the plan that I mentioned from the last post-credit scene? Probably not. Not a lot of people are revisiting that post-credit scene. I'll, I'll have to uh, kind of restate a lot of things that I said in the first one. Anyways, um, I've been working on my my plan, and uh, I I have news. And it's like, oh boy, where? Yeah, get, drop the big announcement. And he's like, I. Have to keep thinking about it for a bit. And then it fucking I'll be ends. Back. I'll be right back once I've finished thinking of my plan. Are you shitting me? You can't have two post-credit scenes that just say, we're not telling you what's coming, but we'll tell you that maybe something is. If, as soon as you receive word that after this movie, and then we get like, uh, the Flash is gonna like etch a sketch at all uh, apparently they're reworking aquaman to to fit into the the next universe so i guess aquaman 2 is is gonna remain canon i don't know i've heard blue beetle will be canon to the the next universe but the fact that there's no way this is continuing take out that post credit scene if that's not going anywhere and you're not making any announcements, 
delete that scene. It's useless. It's leading to nothing, and it at, at best, it's still stupid. So, yeah. Um, I was so relentlessly underwhelmed with this movie. This movie is very bad. Um, with that said, and I know this is a hot take, I still don't think this is as bad as Birds of Prey. With that said, I recognize the reason I hate Birds of Prey so much is because it disrespected a lot of concepts and characters I was really looking forward to because I've been following them in the comics for a long time. But anyways, uh, this just felt like it took characters I don't care about and didn't do anything interesting with them. When the DC Universe gets rebooted and abandoned, I will not miss the Shazam franchise. No. Um, the, the fact that we just got Shazam and Black Adam both adapted into live action. And now they're not even going to have those two characters meet is so insanely dumb. Um, I'm not sure we've really talked about the uh, James Gunn reboot uh, franchise, but um, I think James Gunn is very talented. I think he's got a lot of very interesting, very cool ideas. I think he did a great job with his Suicide Squad. Um, I think so much about rebooting the DC Universe has been done very um, unwisely and disrespectfully. And um, if they had been considering doing this for a while, they should have um, communicated that down the line a bit better. So My worry with the James Gunn reboot mm-hmm. is that I think he could totally do it. Mm-hmm. I do. Obviously, there are some lawsuits happening right now yeah. with the big players yeah. that might stop it. Yeah. But I trust that James Gunn can pull it off. I don't trust the studio to let him do it. Yeah. Because Warner Brothers they, has a bad track record of, of letting They things... get cold feet. Yeah. Like, you get something that's dark and gritty. And then they're like, oh, that's too much. We got to go lighthearted. And they're like, oh, you know what would be fun? A Joker movie that doesn't correlate to anything. Oh, and maybe a Batman movie, too, that also doesn't correlate yeah, to anything. Yeah, stand on its own. So and then, when this falls apart, I don't think that it will be James Gunn's fault. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Um, I don't know how much you know about what's coming down the pipeline from James Gunn's new universe, but they're working really hard to keep everything uh, in, like, one continuity. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll still have, like, the Robert Pattinson Batman in its own continuity and the Joker in its own continuity, but he's wanting TV shows, movies, animated movies to all be in one continuity where you have one actor playing the character, voicing the character, and, like, voicing the character in animated films and in animated series. Disney has done that 
you know, there is the Marvel films, there are the Marvel series, like the the limited run series, mm-hmm. and then there's, uh, you know, you have um, uh, Marvel's What If, which is kind of canon, kind of not, like it's canonically not canon, sort of, mm-hmm. um, but who the fuck doesn't have Disney Plus at this point, you know? Yep. And at this point, if uh, part of the requirement to follow the DC universe is an HBO Max or HBO... Max. Uh, yeah, HBO Max membership, I don't think that many people are going to be like, oh, in order to follow this, I have to have HBO Max? Then let's go get HBO Max. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, we have HBO Max. Uh, shout out to some friends of ours that we are mooching off of. Um, but I, I don't, as soon as, uh, the first series based projects start landing, which, uh, Marvel calls them phases. I think, uh, the DC universe is calling it like waves or something, but I think wave one, they already have a TV show scheduled. The cast is pretty cool. The concept is pretty cool. A lot about it is really intriguing. I don't think, but it is also very, very weird. It's kind of, it's weirder than Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. And so I don't think it's going to draw that many people in. And I think you're going to start out with people not even realizing they're already behind. So, um... I am looking forward to seeing the stories that are told. I am very worried about just how inevitable the failure of this new universe is. I don't see this going well. Me neither. Um, and, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily James Gunn's fault. Um, but, yeah. And... A lot of people for a long time have said that DC, like the one thing that they really excel at is their animated movies. I disagree. I think the look of DC's animation is cheap. It never feels like they're they're working that hard. Um, it feels like the frame rate that they're animating at is just low. Um, doesn't really feel like they're animating on ones. It feels like they're animating on <laughs> fours at times. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that they put a better budget into the, uh, quality of their animation, um, so that the quality of the animation starts to match the quality of the storytelling, but we'll see. And even then, it's not like they make relentlessly good animated movies. Go watch, uh, Batman Killing Joke. That is a terribly disrespectful take on... You know, the original story is problematic, but it is still um, a a very um, influential comic. So, yeah. Um, DC Universe is in trouble. Um, And Shazam 2... (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's so bad. They should reboot, but everything about the reboot that's coming doesn't put my mind at ease so ugh, just 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 fuck warner brothers man (laughs) 
Warner Brothers still has the audacity to believe they're good at what they do. No. No, you're not. Alright? Um, first of all, the fact that you have not shoved Ezra Miller out of everything you're working on is insane. Insane. Like, uh, when Kevin Spacey got recast after having filmed all of uh, All the Money in the World... That was a ballsy move, but it was the right move. And that's happened several times with other people. Ezra Miller still gets the spotlight. Why? Ezra Miller is a dangerous lunatic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, they don't recast Ezra Miller, but they'll recast Johnny Depp and stick to their guns even after it comes to light that Johnny Depp is not the monster we were told he was. And they keep Amber Heard in Aquaman, even though she is the monster we were told that Johnny Depp is. So, just, dude, Warner Brothers, get your shit together. Get it all together. Um, that's all I have to say about that. That's, holy shit. Um, anything else to add? No. Cool. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, a bit of an announcement, kind of good news, kind of bad news. Um, I just recently got a new job and it's very nice to be employed and to be making money again. And that's great. However, it does mean you can no longer expect weekly episodes from us. We are going to do our best to keep episodes coming as often as we can, but, uh, we're busy as shit now and a lot less free time. So... Sorry, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, but yeah. Um, other than that, uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, the.real.couple. If you want to email us, uh, therealpod at gmail.com. The real couple pod. The real couple pod at gmail.com. I'll memorize it someday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I really just need to write it up on the whiteboard. Um, but yeah, you can also uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Um, if you have friends who like movies and they're not listening to us, maybe recommend it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Um, pre- we've got some some pretty cool shit coming down the line that we're planning on watching and talking about pretty soon. But uh, yeah, like I said... Who knows when we'll get around to it. But uh, we sure do love all you loyal listeners. So um, have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great morning. Whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Love you so much. And take care. Love you. Bye. Bye.